Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go. The Get Over Yourself podcast is brought to you by Almost Heaven, beautiful compact home use sauna kits, ancestral supplements, grass-fed organ meats in a capsule, DNA Fit, genetic testing for custom diet and exercise recommendations, Integro Health, high-potency liquid probiotic called Flourish, Organifi, organic powdered superfoods, delicious green, gold, and red powders, Wild Idea Buffalo, sustainable, grass-fed, beyond organic, and check out the bradkearns.com slash shop page. That's my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show... Are you going to pop for that chest freezer? Are you going to be a badass? Are you going to start your day by jumping in to a tub of cold water? Mine's heated between 34 and 38. This morning, I forgot to unplug it or I had the timer on too long, so it was literally 32. So I was sitting on a block of ice on the bottom and it's filling into ice instead of water now. And even the difference between 32 and 38 is huge. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. We're still going to be fluid with our thinking and our experimenting and not come out with a hammer, a dogmatic hammer to say this is the way for everybody. That's getting to be a huge problem in the ancestral health movement in general. Avoiding chronic cardio exercise. This is an absolute brutalizer of your general health and your hormone levels. You can get tanked so quickly and undermine all the other healthy lifestyle practices that you're so devoted to. Okay, if you're ready to change your life, please check out the Primal Blueprint Mastery Courses, of which I am the host. The exercise was to bring our books to life with a comprehensive online multimedia educational experience. We have the Primal Blueprint 21-Day Transformation, so you can go primal, ditch grains and sugars, learn what primal living is all about. We have the Keto Reset Mastery Course. If you've built up some good momentum and now you're ready to try this keto thing and do it right once and for all and be guided step-by-step step throughout the content in the entire book, The Keto Reset Diet, through video. If you're too lazy to read, just watch me talk you through the whole thing. We also have the Primal Endurance Mastery Course, which is the world's most comprehensive library of interviews with experts, great athletes, and covering the entire content of the Primal Endurance book. An absolute must-have for an endurance athlete who's trying to do it right instead of get broken down and burnt out. And many other ones. We have a stand-up desk experience called Don't Just Sit There with Katie Bowman. We have a paleo cooking boot camp where you can cook for a couple hours on the weekend and have meals for your family all throughout the week. Great courses. Click the links at bradkearns.com and learn more. Hey, welcome back to part two of 10 Reasons Why I'm Better, Stronger, and Faster in 2019 with a few needs to improve as well. We covered one through five in the last show, family and relationship, health, a new 
empowering mindset about finances and wealth, changing my sprint workout to honor the high-intensity repeat training, adding more micro-workouts into the busy day, breaking up periods of stillness, and number five, doing my morning flexibility routine every single day. And now we get into the wonderful, fantastic number six, which is doing the cold plunge and the hot sauna. How important is this? Again, we're going back to my original inspiration for the show, my email exchange with Eddie Blau. I'm still bugging him to get a chest freezer in his backyard. Now he's going to have huge pressure because thousands of people listening to the show are going to wonder, are you going to pop for that chest freezer? Are you going to be a badass? Are you going to start your day by jumping in to a tub of cold water? Mine's heated between 34 and 38. This morning, I forgot to unplug it or I had the timer on too long. So it was literally 32. So I was sitting on a block of ice on the bottom and it's filling into ice instead of water now. And even the difference between 32 and 38 is huge. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was tough. Uh, But doing this every single morning, I think has been another wonderful thing that's going to count in the category of me feeling better, stronger, faster, happier in 2019. I've done an entire show on the benefits of cold exposure. So there's all the hormonal benefits. You get that boost of norepinephrine in the morning. That's the motivation focusing hormone. So you feel great when you get out for sure. Everyone can reference this if you've ever jumped in a cold lake or cold ocean and you get out, oh, it's freezing. Oh, but you feel kind of buzz. You feel have a natural hormonal high. And it only takes a few seconds of cold exposure to get that wonderful, uh, that positive fight or flight benefit. But again, as I detail in the show about cold therapy, and whenever I get a chance to tout this, I think the psychological benefits are profound as well. So if I can jump into a cold tub every morning, I am developing more focus and resilience for all other forms of stress in my life, not only at the hormonal level, but also psychologically. Uh, Tony Robbins, motivational guru of the planet, huge cold plunge enthusiast. You can search YouTube, Tony Robbins cold plunge, and he's bragging about jumping into his 55 degree water. I'm like, come on, Tony, how about 35, dude? But anyway, what's cool is he has installed these special cold plunge facilities in all seven of his luxury homes across the world. So you can see him in his crib in Florida, and he's got this tiny little round pool. It's probably like six feet circle. Uh, cooled to uh, mid-50s for him to jump in every single morning. And he calls this uh, regimen an example of his mind telling his body what to do. And when your mind can control the actions of your body, this pervades every single thing you do in life, uh, developing that focus, that resilience, that ability to just do stuff that you should do, that you're supposed to do, rather than getting stuck in your mind. And I know every single day I have a tiny, tiny little battle in my mind. And it often goes like, "Uh, well, should I make me a Moore's lunch before I jump in the cold tub? I don't know if I'm going to have time. Maybe I'll do it after I sweep out the garage. You know, there's always a little dialogue going on where I'm trying to give myself an out or at other times if it's like pouring rain or something or I'm just not feeling super motivated for my cold plunge I'll tell myself well just go in for that minimum 20 seconds that the research cited by Dr. Rhonda Patrick shows is enough to boost uh, norepinephrine by 200 to 300 percent for up to an hour afterwards that is 20 second exposure into 40 degree Fahrenheit water has been shown to boost norepinephrine like crazy to 
spike it for up to an hour. So I always think 20 seconds is the minimum time frame. If you're going to take a cold plunge, at least stay in that long. Uh, I'm generally up to five or six minutes with my regimen now. I've built up from a starting point of three minutes and I feel fine. I'm doing breath control. I'm doing a meditation exercise and that's my only chance to meditate during the day because I just can't seem to cross my legs in that manner. My knees hurt afterward and I'm just not inclined to sit and do a proper session. But for that five minutes in the tub, I am absolutely getting a meditative experience because I'm focusing entirely on my breath and that's the only way to ward off the effects of the cold. I'm overriding that sympathetic nervous system response by focusing on my breath and staying calm and relaxed. The sympathetic response would be, ah, you know, you jump in, you can't catch your breath and you jump right out. So that's the, uh, the touting of the cold exposure. And then on the sauna side, oh my gosh, I don't even know how I can get through winter without my almost heaven sauna. So commercial in the middle of the show, go look at almostheaven.com and they make these kits. They will ship you a kit on a pallet uh, with step-by-step easy assembly to build your own barrel sauna. It fits in your backyard. Mine's six by six. That's sort of a medium or a larger size one. You can get uh, tiny ones like Christopher Smith, speed golf champion in Eugene, Oregon, getting through those winter months with that constant access to sauna rather than having to get in the car and drive and go to the crowded one at the health club. Oh my gosh, it's been a absolute pleasure and so many health benefits there. Uh, They talk about these heat shock proteins. You can search YouTube and Dr. Rhonda Patrick does some great videos where she hits you hard with all the science in a short duration uh, narration of all the uh, health benefits of sauna. Uh, Of course, it's been a mainstay of Finnish culture for at least a thousand years, maybe longer. And it's such a relaxing experience. It's such a great way to unwind from a busy day or at any time of day. And so I'm a huge enthusiast of both cold and hot exposure, great hormetic stressors to enhance your resiliency to all forms of stress in daily life. And guess what else? When you're going in uh, the hot sauna, you're doing a self-care exercise. So it's going into the category of self-care, like going and getting a massage, uh, doing the morning stretches, some time where you're looking after yourself and you're taking the time during a busy day to relax and enjoy yourself, engage in a social experience if you go in with somebody else. And so those kind of things are huge attributes because we often overlook those. It doesn't quite count the same as when you're uh, inside watching Netflix uh, on your earphones so as not to disturb the other person in the room watching something else on Netflix. So go take a sauna. Get yourself a sauna. You deserve it. What else are you going to spend your money on that's better than that? <sighs> okay. Number seven. Eating in a more nose-to-tail carnivore-style pattern and pounding my ancestral supplements. So here's the thing. I've been eating this wonderful primal style, ancestral style diet for 11 years, very strictly, starting with my cold turkey adoption of the Mark Sisson plan in June of 2008, prior to beginning our work on the book, The Primal Blueprint. So I ditched grains, sugars, refined industrial seed oils, and had pretty good, darn good zero tolerance for anything in those categories. Uh, I remember over the years, tiny little leaking ins would happen with blue corn chips, uh, popcorn, and maybe the corn tortilla uh, at the taqueria once in a while. But mainly I was on a grain-free, sugar-free 
a bad oil-free diet, thinking I was rock star, writing books about it, giving seminars, giving talks. Oh yeah, this is the way to go. But guess what? If you pick up Dr. Kate Shanahan's wonderful book, Deep Nutrition, which was also one of the great catalysts of the ancestral health movement when it was published in 2009, still having a great run, republished as a beautiful masterpiece of how to eat in the ancestral pattern deep down, looking at uh, real ancestral populations and referencing the work of Weston A. Price. And she identified these four pillars of human nutrition uh, dating to our ancestral example. And this is the categories that they ate from fresh foods, fermented foods, organ meats, and meat on the bone for the collagen, the glycosaminoglycans, this, the agents that come in the gristle uh, that are so good for your own connective tissue health. So you stop to reflect about these four categories and fresh foods being anything that you buy at the grocery store that has expiration dates. So we're talking fruits, vegetables, uh, nuts and seeds to a certain extent. And of course, the hamburger, steaks, fish, eggs, all the fresh foods, right? So that's one out of the four categories, pillars of human nutrition. Then we have fermented foods, organ meats, and meat on the bone. And I realized that I was pretty much batting 250, which is okay for a baseball player, but not very good when you think you're eating the absolute healthiest possible diet, because I had next to nothing on three of the four food categories. Huh. Okay. So fermented foods, that was easy. You start picking up some sauerkraut, throwing it in there, eating more yogurt. I started making my own kombucha a few years ago and have been drinking that like crazy. I, I make four gallons at a time at two different residences and they're constantly going and I'm cutting it with bubbly water. So it lasts a long time and it has very, very little sugar, but I thought it really helped my digestive system, especially uh, recovering from some digestive illness that I picked up in Mexico a couple few years ago, and also you're using the Flourish probiotic, the liquid probiotic that I talk about on commercials. So I got my fermented food game going, but getting more organ meats into my diet has been a long, slow process. Uh, kind of keep forgetting it's uh, inconvenient. Liver maybe is not the greatest tasting food, but I've grown to like it uh, over uh, recent times where I really made a concerted effort to make myself go to the butcher and buy some fresh grass-fed liver. Also experimenting with things like kidney, which actually tastes pretty good. I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, Red Light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeballs, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near-infrared light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes, and there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The 
the benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, first thing in the morning, as soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to right get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective, besides all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period and a special 5% discount for B-Rad podcast listeners. Just visit mitoredlight, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. 
Uh, I've had tongue, I've had tripe, and I make this wonderful oxtail soup where I just throw it into the crock pot or the instant pot with the oxtails that you buy from the butcher. That's the uh, components of the spine. I throw in sweet potatoes, a can of tomatoes, onion, maybe some other vegetables, Boom, you slow cook this thing all day and you have a wonderful, rich, gelatinous stew for dinner. You can speed up the process with the Instant Pot, but getting that liver game up, upping the liver game. Thank you so much to Liver King, Brian Johnson, Ancestral Supplements for inspiring me. And also Dr. Paul Saladino, who delivered a life-changing podcast uh, back on this channel many months ago. And he made so much sense with such a compelling argument that really the animal foods, the nutrient-dense animal foods... Uh, should be the centerpiece of the human diet and making an interesting argument that we may not really need to go looking for especially the vegetables that we all have agreed upon is the centerpiece of a healthy diet. He's like, eh, not really. Could be bad for some people. Could be neutral for a lot of other people. And huh, we're still going to be fluid with our thinking and our experimenting and not come out with a hammer, a dogmatic hammer to say this is the way for everybody. That's getting to be a huge problem in the ancestral health movement in general. Uh, oh my gosh, how many people are telling me about this amazing documentary called Game Changers where veganism should take over the planet and these wonderful athletes are performing magnificent feats, uh, eating just plants, and so you should too. And then Dr. Peter Atia, who is a highly respected resource, uh, wrote a couple uh, very thoughtful and scientifically validated uh, emails, part one and part two, uh, taking apart the documentary piece by piece for using flawed logic and propaganda. Uh, there's also a guy making a documentary that's uh, focused on uh, refuting uh, much or all of the content in Game Changers. His name's Brian Sanders. It's called Food Lies. So, oh my gosh, you can get into the fray uh, on both sides and uh, get frustrated and even get your emotions up on wondering who's right. Or you can go out and try some things and experiment and take notes and uh, adjust and see what works for yourself. So what's worked for me? Uh, starting back in April, when I talked to Saladino, I said, you know, I'm going to give this carnivore thing a try. And it happened to coincide with uh, the fatty popcorn boy era, as I talked about on a show of that title. So one thing about the carnivore is if you are concerned with dropping excess body fat and perhaps frustrated from lack of success with other types of eating patterns, I think this is going to rise to popularity because it's such a real reliable way to lose excess body fat while being highly nourished and highly satiated. So for say anything else about it, lots of people have said uh, have shown that their uh, autoimmune and inflammatory conditions have uh, alleviated dramatically and quickly when switching over to nose to tail carnivore style pattern. Those people happen to be highly reactive to uh, the anti-nutrients contained in plant foods. I wouldn't put myself in that category. It's probably not a ton of people in that category, but the general premise that we can focus on the most nutrient-dense foods on earth, which are the animal foods, especially the organ foods and the superfoods where you could talk about pastured eggs and fresh berries will count in there too. So I've transitioned over from a vegetable emphasis 
in my plant consumption to now I'm eating more fruits and less vegetables. And I'm certainly not going and looking for giant piles of vegetables as I have in years past, uh, wanting to honor my body with the best foods and the healthiest foods and all that. So I've kind of changed my thinking in that way. So I'm not a strict anti-vegetable person, but I don't go looking for them and making giant piles of stir fry anymore. And I've allowed myself to uh, include more uh, well-chosen fruits, uh, because as Dr. Saladino explained on the show, the fruit is the least defensible part of the plant. So it has the uh, fewest anti-nutrients and objectionable agents in there that could cause a reaction or be adverse to your health. So <laughs> we sort of flip-flop from, uh, we've been talking a long time in the primal movement about uh, watching that fruit consumption because that can easily turn into a lot of extra sugar, especially if you're eating it in the off-season and going to Costco in December and January and getting the pineapples and the mangoes and making giant smoothies. No, 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 that's not what we're talking about. We're talking more about eating the fresh in-season berries and whatever else is around, like the pomegranates are in season now in the late fall. And so that's kind of, uh, I think, been a dietary improvement this year, constantly experimenting, but really zeroing in on the superfoods, upping my liver game, uh, getting some nice bone broth into the mix. Uh, I like the uh, bona fide provisions. Uh, Sharon Brown is on the show and talking about the importance of bone broth and how to choose a good quality product or make a good quality product at home. And then I like my, my man, Matt Whitmore, over there in England at Fitter Food, author, co-author with his wife, Karis, of Paleo Primer and Paleo Primer 2, a couple fantastic books, especially good for new people. So if you're looking for a Christmas gift, go get somebody Paleo Primer that wants to get started. And he suggests uh, throwing the egg yolks in with your morning mug of bone broth or afternoon mug of bone broth. And that is a winning beverage right there. So that's number seven, uh, kind of transitioning more over to the nose to tail carnivore style. Yeah. Number eight. Uh, Speaking of sweet potatoes, remember I threw that into my uh, stew with the oxtail? I would, I would call this one eating carbs when I feel like it and not worrying about a strict carb restriction such as a long-term uh, unbroken keto pattern and fasting until noon and trying to be a 50-plus guy still performing magnificent athletic feats like sprint workouts or uh, high-performance speed golf tournaments, which are really strenuous when you're running at a high speed around the course and then getting up and doing it again the next day when we have our 36-hole tournament. So I'm pushing myself with these challenging workouts. And then if you pair that with a little bit of a uh, overly ambitious attempt to restrict carbs or an overly ambitious attempt to fast uh, until a certain time and bank these long hours of fasting, which we are told are so healthy, I think if you throw uh, that triple threat into the mix, sometimes it can add up to uh, extra stress or an overstress pattern. Uh, two of my mentors on this topic, Dr. Tommy Wood, listened to his wonderful shows and my wrap-up show summarizing all the great content we got from him up at his home uh, near Seattle. And also Dr. Phil Maffetone, who told me when I visited him and uh, did some extensive interviews for our Primal Endurance Mastery course, he said, you know what? This fasting thing for an athlete, he goes, I'd like to see you get some calories in in the morning. So Phil likes his high-fat coffee in the morning. Everyone's got a pro and con opinion about that. 
uh, but it was interesting information to process for me and my particular needs. So for others, long-term uh, unbroken ketogenic period uh, with long fasting periods might work wonderfully. Some of my main mans who be operating in a closed loop fuel system are pretty awesome with pretty fantastic results. And by that, I mean aggressive fasting, uh, sustained uh, extreme restriction of carbohydrates and feeling fantastic, carrying around low body fat, good athletic performance. Uh, Mark Sisson would be in that category because he's devoted to that compressed time window of eating all his calories between 1 and 7 p.m. And he doesn't even eat that much food. I've been hanging around this guy for a long time. He's just not a big food eater. He's a closed loop fuel system and uh, definitely promoting longevity with his approach. Uh, Dr. Paul Saladino, of course, and William Schufeld, both of whom have been guests on the show, are highly committed to that carnivore style eating pattern. Uh, Schufeld on his Instagram site will give you tons of details and videos discussing the intricacies of his diet and how he makes it work with a very aggressive training strategy and trying to get that uh, really lean shredded physique where he's got his body fat down to 3.8%. So if you're into that kind of thing, check out what he's doing. It's working for him. Dr. Sean Baker, another great uh, leader of the carnivore uh, message, is doing well and performing at world record level in his indoor rowing uh, exercises in the age 50 plus, and of course doing it with uh, piles of steaks and hamburgers and not a lot of variation uh, seems to work fine for him. And of course, Brian, the Livic King Johnson Ancestral Supplements, go to the website ancestralsupplements.com and look at the About Us page. You will see one of the greatest, most heartfelt messages about living the dream, living the ancestral lifestyle in great detail. And you will read about this amazing workout that he does called the Bar Barbarian. You can't even imagine how difficult it is. Uh, look at bradkearns.com and click on MoFo and you'll see pictures of him at work doing this phenomenal workout. And he also engages in extreme fasting periods, a five-day fast every quarter that he completes with his wife, Barbara. He doesn't even eat his first food until 2, 3 p.m. routinely and very committed to that ancestral pattern, uh, emphasizing nose-to-tail carnivore foods, not a whole lot of carbohydrates, not a whole lot of snacking or any undisciplined eating, but he does do weekend carb refeeds and so forth. And so, these guys that are pushing the limits of human performance and human knowledge. It's great to uh, pick and pull what they're doing and then try it out yourself. And so I'm going to put a plug in here on number eight for me being a little more intuitive and not worrying about perhaps a random refeed. Brian McAndrew, our wonderful cameraman, uh, audio engineer, and my co-author on Keto Cooking for Cool Dudes says, quote, life will give you refeeds. So don't really worry about it either way. You don't have to go looking for carbs as some strategy. But if you feel like it and they're in your face and someone made you a nice meal with sweet potatoes, oh my goodness, go ahead and enjoy it. To what extent? Well, remember what Tommy Wood said? He said, go ahead and eat as many nutritious calories as you want to maximize your health. If you're getting nutritious food, my gosh, you're getting a greater volume of vitamin A if you eat more liver, if you eat three pounds of liver a week like Brian Johnson. And to what point, to what extent that uh, you're going to have a free license to eat as many nutritious calories and as many carbs as you want to the point of adding excess body fat. At that point, you know that you're well-fueled, your glycogen tanks are topped off, and now you're adding body fat. And for most people, that's not a desirable 
uh, occurrence. So this is uh, coming from the expert himself, Fatty Popcorn Boy, where I slowly leaked in the direction of enjoying these nutritious foods, uh, large portion sizes, lots of dark chocolate, can't go through a day without having a few squares here, there, and everywhere. And I drifted up from kind of my stable baseline weight that I've had for several decades uh, since I stopped racing triathlons. And that was probably around 164. And I got up to 172 all of a sudden, looked on the scale and go, whoa, who's that guy? <laughs> so when I did the fatty popcorn boy uh, journey back to uh, desired body composition with the two strategies in place were uh, fasting as a rule until 12 noon because I wanted to have some rules and guidelines in place and get the body fat off and also drifting over to a carnivore style pattern where I, of course, would um, restrict my carbohydrates to the extent that I was getting back into uh, burning off stored body fat mode. And that happened very quickly. In a few months, I'm back to my regulated weight. And now um, going forth, I'm pretty much, I would say, targeting my carbohydrate intake around uh, my workout output. So on a day where I didn't really do much, or what have you, a travel day or something, I'm probably going to be fasting for a great portion of the day, especially if it involves jet travel. I think eating and jet travel don't mix well. Jet travel is very stressful to the body. It spikes cortisol and can promote a sustained fight or flight spike because of the stress response that occurs when you're traveling through time zones in a, in a uh, contained metal cabin like that. So a lot of fasting when I'm not exercising much. And then if I'm putting out uh, big time effort like uh, speed golf, I will probably find myself uh, chowing down with uh, numerous options for healthy carbohydrate intake. Uh, but not popcorn, interestingly, because that's a slippery slope downward for me. So in solidarity to people dealing with dependency issues everywhere. I shouldn't make a joke about that, but I really am trying to step away and realize that the popcorn was starting to get a hold of my mind. I loved it so much. I hadn't eaten it in, what, 10 years? And, oh my goodness, uh, it was getting out of hand. So taking a little breather on that. And I guess with a concluded message here, I think it's a good idea to take a stand against the uh, regimentation and the mindless Muppet style eating that many people are drifting into, especially with the dogmatic food camps, and instead promote an intuitive approach where you're making good choices. You have some rules and guidelines in place, right? So you're not uh, going to be drifting over to 7-Eleven in the name of everything in moderation and other bullshit like that, but you're making good choices and you're kind of going with the flow. If you're not hungry, you don't eat. That's another great strategy for losing excess body fat, isn't it? Oh, I forgot about that one. Hold on. Get your notepad out. If you're not hungry, don't eat. If you're, that means you're skipping a meal, don't worry about it. What a concept. Okay. Number nine on the 10 reasons why I'm better, stronger, faster in 2019. Of course, we have to jump into the needs to improve really quickly at the end. Avoiding chronic cardio exercise. This is an absolute brutalizer of your general health and your hormone levels. You can get tanked so quickly and undermine all the other healthy lifestyle practices that you're so devoted to. And oh my gosh, this is... It's a challenge. I got to say, I have ambitious athletic goals and I'm trying to go out there and do the work and be intuitive and be smart and be sensible. And I still have occasions where 
I overdo it, lo and behold, because I'm enjoying myself so much and I'm playing so many good rounds of speed golf. So I'm going to play one more and try to get some icing on the cake. Or when I'm up in Tahoe discovering these new trails and there's fresh snowfall and it's so fun to go out there and have that nice cushioned trail under you and you can go and go and go and then get up the next day and do it again. And then pretty soon you wake up and you find yourself run down, at least me, because remember from earlier show... Uh, I'm on the Braverman test as a crash and burn kind of guy, the DNA fit genetic profile. So it's very easy for me to uh, push it past the the red line, push it past the edge and fall into those chronic patterns where I require extended recovery time. So avoiding that chronic cardio or anything that resembles a whiff of chronic cardio is a number nine for me because I'm doing a better job at that. Although, geez, man, I just got... Uh, back from Tahoe and feeling a little bit cooked from a great binge of exercise up there where I felt great every single day. So take it easy, recalibrate. Don't worry about taking days off. Really nice. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in Paluvas, living in your Paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green. Please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings 
wings, hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, there's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. <laughs> Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you, of course. It's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. Number 10. Choosing out of a high-stress lifestyle. WTF, people, why are we stressing everything in modern life? You think it's getting worse? I do, in a way. I guess the road rage shootings of the uh, the 90s down in Southern California, those have been uh, corrected. Remember when those were happening? Like every couple weeks on the news, there'd be another incident on the road. Still get a little bit of road rage going on out there. I don't know, maybe road rage is healthy. You can just kind of unleash a little bit of emotion and then get back to your busy day where you're controlling yourself and controlling everything. I don't know. What do you think? How about just driving carefully in the first place so there's no possible road rage in either direction? But back to this stress thing and this FOMO especially, and my biggest concern in modern life is this uh, hyper-connectivity, excess digital stimulation, destroying our attention spans, compromising our social relationships. We're turning into uh, dopamine addicts with the quick hit of pleasure, uh, washing out our potential for happiness, contentment, and enjoying things like uh, nature, the moment, the present moment, rather than jumping into that FOMO thing or getting distracted and uh, moving from one thing to another so quickly that we never can settle in. (sighs) I don't even have time to read books anymore because I have too much of a digital experience, uh, an onslaught of information and content all day long. I'm trying to create content, obviously, and I'm also processing a lot of content. And oh my gosh, our brains are all filled up. And I feel like it's an extreme health hazard. There's a great book by Dr. Robert Lustig called The Hacking of the American Mind. I highly recommend it. I'm going to try to get this guy on the show. You might have heard that name because he's a very prominent anti-sugar crusader, maybe the world's foremost expert in the uh, huge destruction that sugar has caused, uh, not only to uh, the individual human body, but to society, the healthcare costs. He and his fellow best-selling author, Gary Taubes, are the guys who are really carrying the torch on this issue and the crusade against sugar as something that's destroying our bodies, our minds, the healthcare system, and extending out with Dr. Lustig's new book, The Hacking of the American Mind. He's talking about how uh, the profit-seeking interests in particular are getting very good at hijacking our dopamine pathway. So they're giving us that quick, pleasurable hit to the extent that we become addicted to the rush uh, at the great expense of things like happiness, contentment, 
and living a long-term fulfilling life, which you get through things like uh, struggling and persevering through a problem, through a challenge, uh, staying focused on a project and completing it, taking a walk or a hike or a swim in nature, kind of these low-tech, low-stimulatory activities that fill you with a general sense of contentment rather than the quick hit of pleasure and lustic details the assorted ways that we are getting hijacked today uh, starting with sugar of course and then we have caffeine we have alcohol we have marijuana we have video games we have porn we have uh, sweeping uh, swiping social media sex we have all the superficial stuff uh, consumerism the list goes on and on uh, hyper connectivity uh, the the social media applications the text message ding 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 dopamine all day long and so your brain gets flooded with dopamine or with the need for dopamine to the extent that everything else is washed out and life has no meaning no purpose and we're seeing this play out in so many different ways so choosing out out of that high stress life. Uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief. I did a whole show on some of his insights. Remember that he says 95 to 98% of the time we are operating from our subconscious and flawed programming that we got in ages zero to six, largely in age zero to six in childhood. So to pull out of this zombie-like state where we're just walking around, pushing the button like the rat going for the cocaine button on the uh, lab experiment, right? To get out of this robotic state, we need to become conscious. We need to notice things like when we're ruminating or when our thoughts are racing instead of being present. And we need to change that, take control of it and say, uh, Dr. Sinha recommends you actually say out loud, there I go ruminating again and bring your thoughts back to present awareness. That's what uh, meditation is all about. Carrie Sisson likes to promote this idea that your thoughts are the source of all your pain. Not what happened to you, but what you think about what happened to you. So whether it's a traffic jam, uh, a tough interaction in the workplace, uh, a bad score on the golf course, all these things are under your control, your perception, and you can bring things back to making even struggling and suffering a valuable growth experience. And oh my goodness, what does it take to get some perspective here? I got some good perspective watching my dad head to the finish line. You know, we're all going to head to the finish line someday. So what are we wasting today ruminating and stressing about whatever it is? Write it down. If there's 10 things on your list and one of them is uh, whether to buy the medium size or the large size SUV, oh my gosh, get over yourself, get over it, smile a little bit, get outside, get into the sun, do things that make you happy. Do things that give you a sense of satisfaction, even if they're not completely fun and pleasurable. That's a good message to convey to uh, the youth when you get frustrated with them, right? Hey, you know what? You'll have a growth experience in the end. Keep going, persevere, all that great stuff. So number 10 was choosing out of this high-stress lifestyle mode. And that's going to be right in my needs to improve list as well. Because this freaking distractibility and attention diversion is really uh, a high concern of mine. So it's a constant battle. Uh, for me, I would say one of the big ones is having that email 
inbox open all day long and engaging on important matters because I can't just sit here like a log. Some people are counting on me. I work in a team environment in many ways, including producing this wonderful show with all my all my peeps working hard behind the scenes. And uh, you need to be communicative. You need to be available. But it's so easy to get diverted all day long. <sighs> YouTube is always there with cool videos about anything, including all my hobbies and interests and how I can improve my speed golf performance. And uh, gee, there's a book waiting to be written uh, on the other side of my brain. So that distractibility, that hyperconnectivity, being really, really disciplined with my use of technology so that I can have those downtimes. And I was talking to my daughter about this recently. I'm like, maybe that's why I enjoy uh, my workout so much. I mean, I like running. It's nice to be out there, but it's not the most exciting of sports. I like speed golf better, but I will take off and go running down the street uh, many days because A, I'm trying to get fitter for my competitive aspirations, but B, I'm moving my body through space and I'm outdoors uh, looking at scenery, engaging my senses, and I'm away from the screen. And so I must be doing that for a reason beyond just the pure enjoyment of the run. It's also the escape. So we got to have these escapes when we're so enveloped with technology and screens and distractibility all day long. So number one is trying to stay focused and keep my attention on uh, high priority items. Number two uh, on this needs to improve list is uh, evening artificial light and digital stimulation. All right. I would say in comparison to the, uh, the average person, I probably have a beautiful A score of 93%. Uh, Liver King down there in Houston, Texas is, I would say, 99.7% because he and his family, man, those guys are dialed. They don't even have Wi-Fi in their home. They have long Ethernet cables to plug in so they can minimize their EMF exposure. They have the beautiful orange-hued light bulbs throughout the house, so it's never bright. It's totally mellow. And uh, sleeping on the ground, wearing the orange lenses all the time. And I got my beautiful new... Uh, raw optics pair in prescription. So now I can look at screens with prescription uh, orange blocking eyewear. So I'm doing really well uh, wearing the orange lenses at night, toning down the light experience and trying to get to bed on time, which I'm shooting for 10 to 10.30. And I do pretty well there, but not all the time. And sometimes I drift past that and I'm staying up too late and I'm trying to get a 99% score rather than 93. We can all do better with that objective of minimizing artificial light and digital stimulation after dark to get back into our alignment with our circadian rhythm, optimize hormones, all that great stuff. And in the morning, I'd say I'm same thing. I'm trying to get up at the same time every day, get moving, get into my morning routine. So blast my face with red light, get into the stretching and uh, improve on that to where I'm uh, even more reliable rather than uh, being wussy boy sometimes and not getting into it right away. Okay. And then the third item on the needs to improve list is also a mirror for one of the things on the good list. Uh, number nine, avoiding chronic cardio. So I'm doing much better about that, but it still leaks into the picture now and then due to my high enthusiasm for exercising and uh, achieving these fitness goals. So it's a slippery slope. And I, of course, haven't quite figured it out exactly yet here. I've only been doing this stuff for like 40 years. I've only been doing endurance training and all that. So it's a constant exercise to apply logic and reasoning to your instincts. And what I mean by that is uh, sometimes you wake up and you feel fine. 
but it could be due to the effect of elevated stress hormones because you've been training really hard for days on end or you took a long jet travel transcontinental trip. You wake up early the next morning because you're still on your time zone that you came from and you go out there and bust out a nice uh, tempo run in the morning through Central Park or something that will catch up to you later that night because you're in a high stress period of life. And so we just got to be careful, especially when you have that competitive intensity that you can easily unleash when you get to the gym. When I make the point of driving over to the gym, I end up doing a lot of hard work and sometimes it's a little too much and I feel sore for three or four days after if I hit the kettlebell sideways squats too hard and my glutes are sore. And Dr. Phil Maffetone reminds us that, you know, getting sore after workouts, it's not really a good thing. I know some people like it because they feel like, hey, I'm working hard. I, I feel like I accomplished something because I'm sore. But that soreness, that muscle damage, something you probably want to avoid overall. So, those are my needs to improve things, the distractibility, the hyperconnectivity, uh, minimizing evening artificial light and digital stimulation, and avoiding those chronic exercise patterns. And a quick recap of the 10 reasons that we covered in this two, two shows that I split up because I started talking so long I went past the time counter. Number one is family and relationship health. The quality of your life equates to the quality of your relationships. Number two, uh, a healthy mindset about finances rather than the FOMO mindset. Be grateful for what you have. Enjoy what you have. And also realize that abundance is okay too. Money's a renewable resource. Doesn't make you a bad person for wanting to go out there and add a zero to your income, as Mark Sisson says. So all this stuff can work together for you. Number three, changing my sprint workout for high intensity repeat training. A very explosive high performance workout that's less stressful than a workout featuring cumulative fatigue, like the classic high intensity interval training model. Number four is adding in those micro workouts throughout the day, doing little bursts of intensity to break up periods of stillness and launch from a higher fitness platform because you're leading this active lifestyle and you're hauling off a set of deep squats in your office cubicle or hitting the pull-up bar once or twice during your prolonged busy day. Number five, doing my morning flexibility mobility routine every single day. Now I can say thank you to the world you guys are making me accountable. I actually do it every day. I can't believe it. I got a good streak going. Oh yeah, if I miss it, like if I wake up early for a flight or something, uh, I do it in the evening or on rare occasions, I will punish myself and do a double session the next day. Okay. Number six, engaging in that temperature therapy, being a extreme enthusiast of cold plunge every single morning when I have access to a cold plunge facility and doing the hot sauna, having that almost heaven sauna in my backyard for ready-made. Go look on Instagram. You can see my dope. It's actually side yard, the world's best side yard uh, with the chest freezer and the hot sauna in proximity. Number seven, eating in a more nose-to-tail style carnivore pattern. 
going for the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet, and respecting Dr. Kate Shanahan's broad definition of healthy eating, which is the four pillars, eating those fresh foods, the fermented foods, the organ meats, and the meats on the bone. Thank you, Liver King, Brian Johnson. Thank you, Paul Saladino. Thank you, Dr. Kate, and everybody who's inspiring me to take those twists and turns and try to keep refining my eating patterns. And then number eight is eating the carbs when I feel like it to make sure that I'm recovering from my ambitious workouts and also just not having a high stress approach to diet. So enjoying the heck out of everything I eat, including some well-chosen delicious carbohydrate foods, especially in conjunction and in attempt to recover from uh, high intensity workouts. Uh, number nine is avoiding anything that resembles a chronic exercise pattern. It's a constant battle, but I have to be really vigilant and I'm doing a good job just turning down the dial and being okay, backing off for however long it takes to bring the juice back and bring the uh, full performance back, staying away from those uh, prolonged bouts of muscle soreness from overdoing it. And then number 10, making the conscious decision, coming out of subconscious into conscious and choosing out of this high-stress life that is enveloping us, uh, featuring uh, hyperconnectivity, distractibility, and especially the disease state of FOMO, fear of missing out. Be happy where you are with what you have, what you're doing, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it. People, I've discovered an awesome new workout program that gets you results in eight minutes. Yes, an eight-minute workout. And don't laugh, because the science supports the assertion that a properly conducted high-intensity workout lasting only eight minutes with less than a minute of explosive sprinting effort can deliver more benefits and less downside risk than a pattern of much longer, more depleting cardiovascular workouts. It happens with CAROL. That stands for Cardiovascular Optimized Logic, an artificial intelligence-powered interactive exercise bicycle that learns to apply the exact resistance you need to get fitter over time. Basically, the template workout is you warm up, hit an all-out 20-second sprint, recover for a few minutes, blast another 20-second sprint, and cool down. The guy on the Carol Fit AI website is wearing a suit and tie because the workout's too short to sweat. Yes, it's hip and slick and high tech, but it's also legit. The sprinting elicits a cascade of hormones into the bloodstream that prompt fitness breakthroughs and turbocharge fat metabolism around the clock. I tracked these guys down and got involved because the protocol aligns beautifully with my fondness for micro workouts and minimizing cellular damage by limiting your sprints to only 20 seconds. 
The Carol Fit AI website explains everything with simple graphics and videos, and you will get drawn in because it's time to reject the no pain, no gain mentality and conduct workouts that are safe, effective, and give you the most return on investment. Much less time than you think to get awesome results. CarolFitAI.com.